Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. guys, how's it going? And welcome to another episode of Pat Chat. I am Matt and I am joined by Jake. Woohoo! Hi Jake, how's it going? Not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I've um, had a torrid evening watching Scotland in soccer terms. Um, <laughs> actually make it to the next round of the qualifying, but almost not. As in Scotland, they normally do. Um, Scott McTominay missed an absolute sitter from about seven yards out with a header that went past the post instead of in the back of the net, even though he was free at the back post. So um, that'll please you a lot as well, or not, as the case may be. Uh, it's a mixed bag. I mean, the Scottish Paul Skulls um, does play for my team. But then on the other hand, I don't really have an opinion on him. Because yeah, exactly. He's literally kind of the most vanilla player ever. So, um, <laughs> then, yeah. so yeah, apart from that, my my day has been all right. And the, the, the week's, week's been all right so far. So um, on to Denver on Sunday, I guess. And that's what we're here to chat about. Um, so I'll leave it. The floor's open to you. It's an open-ended one, as we said, just before starting the recording. Where do you want to start? Um, I, th- I think the man, the myth, the legend, I think we have to talk about. Big Demo. Big or Demo. Little de- or Damien, Little Demo. Damien Harris. Um, ah, look at that. You know, I called it. I told everyone. I said, this man is going to come in and just disrupt everything that we know about the uh, Pats running running game at the moment, and what did he do? He um, he did that. Um, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I think he's showing. I showing. He's showing enough flashes now. Like it, it, just from that, I'm not to say that he is the next coming of uh, Jesus Christ as a running back. Um, as much <laughs> as I may joke about it, um, but no. In, in all seriousness, I, I think he, um, he he showed some some good flashes. I thought he's. Um, his vision was a bit questionable <laughs> at the beginning of, uh, you know, his his carries. It, there was kind of wide open field in, in some places and you're kind of screaming at him to go into that and instead he just felt like running through the wall that was the yeah. uh, Kansas uh, defensive line. Um, but at the same time, given that that was probably his, his not probably, it actually was what the most carries he's had for us, um, the most action he's seen. I'm going to dub him Mini Zeke because to me, the, and, and it's not so much that I'm saying he is, um, you know, Zeke's younger brother, um, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, they just kind of look the same. They kind of built the same. They run the same. Zeke is a lot faster. 
But um, it, yeah, I was just kind of surprised. I think we're so used to watching Sony Michelle run into the backs of you know mm-hmm. his own um, fullback or offensive line or himself or a blade of grass <laughs> that um, it was kind of refreshing to see someone not do that. Yeah. Um, shades of Legarrette Blunt, maybe. Uh, you know, I, I was just impressed. Um, not to say that <clears throat> it couldn't have been better. It could have, but. Considering I was just joking um, entirely about a hype train for Damien Harris and wasn't really <laughs> expecting much. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so uh, um, me and Carl um, sort of spoke about it um, the other night after the Chiefs game. That yeah, he was he was on form, he was on point. He was that was my point as well. Was he wasn't running in the back of his own fullback or lineman he was actually finding holes and if he didn't find a hole he just ran through something that wasn't there or wasn't meant to be there in his eyes he went nope 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 mm. get out of my way I'll I'll bar- barge past you and pick up a 12 yards or so um yeah he was impressive I mean he got 100 yards for his night so what's not like about that and I think he could rip it even more this weekend against Denver um from yeah what I've seen of their defense so far, it's what's left of it. Um, yeah, exactly. They've got some pass rush, but um, there's a massive Von Miller-sized hole in it. Yeah, Josie Jill sort of stepped up a little bit last week uh, against the Jets, and um, Bradley Chubb's Bradley Chubb. He's brilliant at what he does. He's, but it's just a shame that for them was it last year. Chubb was missing, and now this year it's Miller that's missing. I mean, the mm. two of them together could be a scary tandem, but one gets injured when the other one's fit and vice versa. So there's not that to worry about as such. It's more for, as I say, the pass rush, but they've not come up against a line like um, like New England, especially last week. That That's not a line. It's like a piece of paper or something that's... <laughs> feather that you just blow and they fall over and poor Sam Darnold's running around like a headless chicken and slipping mm. on the, the terrible turf at uh, MetLife that everyone is having a go at lately, especially the, the 49ers. They've more than a right to have a go at that awful, awful surface that they seem to be playing on at MetLife. But no, back to actual Damien Harris. Um, and I guess the running backs in general, they had a decent game last week they they just came up a bit short unfortunately because of what happened um but it is denver this week so i expect him i expect harris to get a lot more time i would think this week especially you can't have a game like that and then not play him again and uh, i'm not sure the exact status I'll, I'll give you one word gray I'll give you two. Join yeah. Us. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is true. I mean, I'm not. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm not sure on the status of Michelle. He's not coming up in the the injury report for for today. It just landed just before we started recording. And I'm looking at it now. He's not on the injury report, so I assume he was back to um, he's back to full availability for this week. So what that means for Harris, I'm not sure. But it's you. Yeah, I really can't see that you can have a game like last week, no. not at least get a good share of the snaps anyway. I mean, James White mm. is back for another week. 
after what happened with his family. So he'll obviously come back towards the, the top of the pile for um share of snaps in, in terms of the running game. But yeah, so uh, for me, I would imagine it'll end up being Burkhead that might be the one that takes a hit, possibly, unless it's in goal, goal line situations that they seem to like playing him on. So Harris, White, Michelle, or White, Harris, Michelle in that order, probably more likely. I almost feel like it might be Michelle. I don't know. That's just a, a, a gut feeling. I almost feel like maybe I'm just projecting a little bit. Um, mm. I mean, personally, I would, I would take Michelle over Burkhead, but then with Burkhead doing as much damage as he did the other week, uh, again, it's, it's kind of hard. I mean, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's an embarrassment of riches at running back, but it, we're pretty loaded in terms of options and, and, and ways to, to go. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm, We'll see. We'll see if, if if who's correct. I guess maybe it's, yeah. maybe neither that, of us are correct. But. That, that's what it's all about, though. Is we we project our opinions and see what happens at the end of the day, and then we come back next week and look at it and go, "What a load of crocker crap that was." Mm. None of us were right. <laughs> no, I mean, my gut feeling just says Michelle, just off of the uh, the back of um, oh god, who were we playing? My brain is completely gone. Raiders. Yeah, that's it. Um, I, you know, obviously with Michelle and then Burkhead suddenly appearing as this, I don't know, this running back that I think we saw in the, the tail end of the Super Bowl 53 um, run against Kansas. Um, yeah, for me, I think it's just, I think it's going to be Michelle. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see who's right. Yeah, I think part of that will actually... Uh, maybe depend on the quarterback for the week, because through that, yeah, we obviously know that the the running game comes into play a lot more when when Cam's on the field. But I just I won't be shocked, but I will be shocked if that makes any sense at all. If Cam takes that field on Sunday, because it's far too quick. I know that they've they've basically just ripped up any sort of. World Health Organization recommendations of 14-day quarantine and all the rest of it. They've just gone, I think it's, they're down to something like five days quarantine. And then if they get past two, if they get two negative tests after those five days, then away you go. Go into the field. Mm. You've, yeah, I think that's asymptomatic as well um, as the other stipulation of that. But even then, like, if you're COVID tested positive, whether you're symptomatic or not then to be back on a field with all your teammates after seven eight days seems absolutely ludicrous in my opinion um, and from so, a common sense point of view you like you, well yeah forget forget you know um the last thing you want is to infect your entire team and then suddenly you've got a massive you know a bigger problem than you know, oh, the quarterback is out if suddenly your quarterback three offensive linemen you know most of the linebacking core, the safeties, the worst, you know, you're not going to have a team to play with. And then, then we go into the questions of how do you, you know, when do you reschedule? How do you reschedule? Who do you pull off the, you know, injured reserve? Who do you pull off the um, practice squad? It's, yeah, it's going to get very muddy very quickly and very, very, very messy. Yeah, it could get very messy very, very quickly. And we've seen that already with 
what's transpired in uh, the Titans, although the Titans haven't really helped themselves by going to high school pitches and doing workouts and things on there. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill, of all people, should maybe know better, but they should all know better. They've, all, they've I've still not seen anything because I was too busy with the, the Scotland game this evening to catch up in any of the news with regards to that. But, wow. <laughs> How can you have 11 players um, test positive for COVID, but yet you think you'll sneak out the back of the high school and go and get some reps in and when you're not even meant to be within the vicinity of each other and think that it's okay and that the NFL won't throw the book at you. I have... <laughs> I was absolutely dumbfounded when I saw that, actually. I'm not surprised. I mean, look at Brady during the off-season. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you know... You, if you practically had people, a COVID party, didn't you? Pretty much. Probably did get COVID. I'd be surprised. Um yeah, no, it's kind of, you know, without going into the, the sort of political aspect of it, I think it's the sort of, um, it really does show the sort of difference, I guess, between, let's say, you know, if, if the NFL was an English-based organisation, um, us having a central government would sort of definitely infer, you know, you will do this, you won't do that these are the ramifications whereas obviously in a state-by-state scenario and and different governors and you know different leadership and and a president that isn't enforcing things on a on a national level Mm -hmm. i think it it opens itself up to this and i mean this this is why america is currently in the state that it's in in terms of covid as well so yeah you know on, on 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 one hand, I'm I'm not remotely surprised this is going to happen, and my prediction is it will get worse as the season goes on. Yeah, I was really hoping that it wouldn't, and I I was hoping that you know all these protocols that they've apparently put in place it's um, would help, not hinder what's happening, but it seems to be hindering it a wee a little bit, and like. You know, was it yesterday I saw the governor of my of Miami or the the governor of the state of Florida came out and said, Yeah, Miami, you can have a sixty five thousand seater stadium filled with people if you want. Crack on, you know, have at it. But luckily enough the Dolphins have turned around and gone, No, no, we'll stick to the thirteen thousand we had last week and you know, see how we go from there. Right? Who who in their right mind would go and authorise a full stadium to to be occupied, like it's just absolutely... I saw Florida and was like, "Oh, I'm not even surprised." No, yeah, I'm just, not surprised it because it's be Florida. Florida. <laughs> because they like through the whole thing. I mean, even as far back as um, April, I think Vince McMahon must have slipped them a few million so he could yeah. get his his wrestling events and his WrestleMania was um, wasn't put on hold. It was a lot more timid and insipid than it usually would be but I mean they still got to hold they still had to been able to hold wrestling events all summer and um, whether it be Raw, Smackdown pay-per-views, what have you they've managed the whole year and even since then um, the competitor AEW's jumped on the bandwagon and Tony Khan's facilitated going, yeah yeah, you know, crack on use our stadium if you want for your pay-per-views but at least they were 
arguably sensible because they've done it outdoors where it's meant to be yeah. a lot less you know, contagious. So from that aspect, you could kind of applaud them a little bit. But yeah, anything seems to go in Florida. But it's we knew before we started recording this we was going to end up in COVID chat. We'll, we'll veer back towards Patriots COVID chat, I think. <laughs> Patriots the, COVID chat. Hey, I was happy to talk about AEW. Um, yeah, well, we, we, we can maybe come up with a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, wrestling chat with Jake from AEW. Yeah, I think there's, there's enough there's wrestling. There's a franchise right there. I think there's enough wrestling podcasts on the go team. There's probably enough football podcasts on the go as well. But um, yeah, we'll find our own little niche. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The, John, but, the UK John Moxley podcast. Exactly. <laughs> But um, where were we? Yeah, Cam Newton. Yeah, I can't <laughs> see him starting at the weekend. Um, no. For me, it has to be Jared Stidham. Hoyer had his chance, blew it big time. Couldn't throw worth a crap. Um, was in field goal position and then was out of field goal position and had a sack and couldn't then get any points on the board at all. So we went in losing at the half. Um, I was still up at that point and tweeted from our account that Stidham should have been in the game by that point as well. Um, I'm we surprised he didn't start, if I'm honest. I think, yeah. I would have kind of I would have thought they would have just gone, here you go, trial by fire kid. This, you know, in the in the same way that when Brady was serving his suspension, they just, you know, lobbed Garoppolo and um Brissett straight in there and you know I'm not saying that I was expecting them to or expecting Stevie to just go in and start bowling um, system quarterback style but at the same time Hoyer is there as the tutor you know this is the system this is the Patriot way you know mm-hmm. blah 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 like you know, this is a guy who's played for how many teams at this point he's a journeyman seven. seven seven I mean you know I think he's. T- I think they said he's tied with Fitzpatrick, but I mean, look at what Fitzpatrick can do as a veteran quarterback. He's <clears throat> he's not exactly setting the fields alight, but he's doing enough to make them competitive. Until he shows those flashes. Yeah, into whether it's running or throwing, he's making them competitive. He's showing that what he's managed to do over the years, and he's um, obviously just a placeholder till Tua till they find that um, Tua is ready. Um, which there was reports it might have been this week, but uh, Fitzpatrick's still the starter. So I think I always said eight games each after sometime after Halloween for them. But again, we're veering off. Um, <laughs> it's fine because you know we all talk we all talk football, and that's what we're what we're here for, whether it's Patriots or otherwise. But we are mainly Patriots. So um, the other COVID chat is the obvious defensive. Uh, current Defensive Player of the Year, who has yeah. tested positive and then was seen practically kissing uh, Mr. Mahomes after the game. It's, again, it grows arms and legs and makes them makes the whole situation a lot bigger than it actually is because as much as he's not our quarterback, I'm maybe not a big fan as such of him and the way his girlfriend, now fiancé, acts on social media and things. She is pregnant at the end of the day. and. Yeah. It's a bigger picture, and it's just mind blowing that you know these things are not being like. I think well, did did they not say you can't you can 
play your game and part of the NFL protocols, you can play your game, you can be, you know, practically headbutting each other or whatever, but you can't swap jerseys at the end. That was what I And then they're hugging and kissing and well, not kissing, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I think ultimately the whole situation is is infinitely for lack of a better word, stupid. Um it's extremely risky for not just the players, but obviously their spouses, families, etc. <clears throat> and um, I mean, on a, on a lesser, lesser and probably less serious, which is always my MO, um, note, people are just going to assume that this is all part of Belichick's doing. I know you've got COVID, so let's get in there. Give yeah, it as close as possible. Just infect everyone with COVID, spread it around the league, and then all of a sudden we'll win another Super Bowl. Yeah, the COVID Bowl. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, for, not for one minute am I suggesting that that's true, but you know, I guess it, it's just a lack of common sense that seems to be going around. And you know, I think money, money talks as, as we've we've talked previously, and uh, hmm. I think this is what this is. You know, you've got teams of highly competitive um, individuals who their life revolves around football. They're, you know, they want that ring. They want that, that legacy. And, you know, if it means that they kind of put the, the COVID stuff to one side, then they're going to do it every single time. And, and, you know, the NFL in of itself, when you look at the shield, um, I don't know if you've ever read the book, um, I think it's called The Shield, Inside the Shield. I don't know where my book is. Uh, just a, a really good book in, in terms of the, the NFL, its um, ownership and sort of how it's run and everything else. Um, you kind of work out that they don't really care that much. It really is just, you know, whatever we've got to do to kind of keep the owners happy and whatever, you know, gets butts in the seats and people watching it on TV. Yeah, it's it's just an absolute minefield that they don't seem to be taken seriously, I guess. And I, they say they are in one aspect. On the other hand, they're not um, because they took so long. Like I remember back in August um, speaking to people and saying, we've just watched the English Premier League and the Bundesliga in Germany and to go through thousands, hundreds of thousands of tests. And at that stage anyway, there wasn't any positive results as far as I can remember. And then the way they set up locker rooms and things and everything, it's like, why have they not just gone, knock, knock, knock? Hello, we are the NFL. Can we just basically take your protocol book and we'll stick an NFL sticker on it because you you guys seem to be doing it really well and that's how they should be run. But then they bumbled along until before, was it? It must have been 10 days before the season was meant to start or something. The NFLPA and the NFL actually got an agreement in place. But even then, the, the players have been tweeting out the whole time, being like, no, this is bullshit. This is not mm. what um, we basically signed up for. And that's why we've had quite a lot of opt-outs. And obviously the Patriots was the most opt-outs out of any team in the league. Um, what opt-outs do you get in the Premier League? I know it's maybe slightly different because it's 
NFL is more physical than soccer is, sort of thing. But, you, but I you think know. what you're talking about is is cultural on both sides of, of what you're saying. Like, I yeah. think culturally in in England, I would say the population has a has a very particular view about COVID because we're so close to Europe, where you know you've got places like Italy, Spain, um, that had such a a, a bad time of it. Um, and so many people either unfortunately you know losing their lives or people just having COVID um, and then you had America which is you know always kind of a, an island a law unto itself and I'm not sure culturally stateside COVID is that much of a an issue as, as it is over on this side of the, the pond you know I, I don't think um at least to me, you know, it's not like I'm over in, in America and no. any American uh, but, listeners, please tell me I'm wrong. But it just feels that culturally or, you know, within society and, and everything else, it's not such a priority and it's a bit of an inconvenience, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, you know, we've got shutdowns left, right and centre here in the UK yeah. at the moment. I mean, threat of shutdowns and quarantine and... Yeah, as I said earlier, if you've got Florida kind of doing its own thing, completely different to you know, I don't know, Massachusetts, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, you need to have a unified front where the, you know the attorney, oh, I don't know, probably attorney, the health general, if they're that even is a job, you know, uh, their equivalent of the health secretary needs to kind of come out and say, look, this is the facts, this is what you need to do, blah 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 blah, and it it just feels like people aren't, you know, states or areas aren't necessarily all kind of falling into line and prioritizing it um and you know it goes back to the nfl if the nfl don't have a unified front on it then the, the you know as an organization as a league um then it's you know you can't expect the teams to follow through with that because everyone is going to try and get every possible advantage out of it and you know okay right so we know the titans are out for two weeks now we've got two weeks to game plan for them or you know Mm -hmm. whatever those any you know look this is a guy who works in in formula one so i have close proximity with teams but it's very interesting to watch how we as a league or a sport kind of do things and the teams react to it or vice versa. So, you know, it's the same with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a, it's just really, really strange that at this stage, coming into week five, everything seemed fine through three weeks. Yeah. No, no, uh, no pieces in games, no this, no that, this, that, and the other thing. This is what you're doing, this is what you're not doing. And it just seems like someone's pulled the ball of wool and it's completely unraveling in front of our eyes, mm. whether it's Titan stuff, whether it doesn't matter. There's a Chiefs player being tested. The practice QB was tested positive. There's a Raiders player that tested positive. Is Was there a link between that Raiders player and Patriots to then what's happening now I'm not entirely sure to be honest Uh, I've not looked into it but it's all kind of you know stacking up one one piece on top of the other it's like a Jenga puzzle that's got less and less bits in it Um, will the NFL commissioner for the next you know the rest of the the season or you're the COVID 
commissioner. Um, the, the, in terms the, of the, bubbles, I don't think bubbles work. I, I was watching Pro Football Talk on Sky last night and they spoke about bubbles a little bit. And I just don't think you've got, there's too many people involved yeah. to be able to do it. However, you can, not in the not in the aspect of the NHL or the NBA did it, where you just go, right, we're all going to Nashville or we're all going whatever, and that's what we're going to do. And, you know, we'll find a high school and we'll give them a million dollars to give their students A's for a year or something so we can use their practice fields and things. But as far as I'm aware um, from what I've heard, and you're more in the know than I am, is that the F1 have got an exclusive bubble that includes Sky Sports presenters, Sky Sports cameramen, everyone from reporters through to mechanics, through to the drivers. They have got numerous private planes and they go from there to there to there to there as one. That's my understanding yeah. of it anyway. So why can't you? And it's shit. But they've said, right, for six months, we're not going near our families. We're getting paid relatively well to do this, you know, whether you are a mechanic or whatever, to get paid, you know, 50 grand or something to then being able to provide for your family for six months to then go home for six months when the season isn't, when they're not driving around circuits in the season. Um, why the NFL can't now just go, right, stop it? More than likely, they've got cleaners, they've got maids, they've got gardeners and everything. Sure, nope. Not getting in your house. They can do what they want or whatever. If, you, if you've got a cleaner, fine. You've got to leave. You've got to go around to, you know, the, I assume that they would live in close proximity to each other. You know, Cam, you're going to Jarrett's house. You can get your cleaner in to do the cleaning for the day. They'll do the fog spray, clean it. Then you can go home again. The gardener can do the gardening. Don't go need him. Give him a... PayPal check or whatever, you know, yeah. something like that. It's that you're just not, or shove them into hotels for the next months until February. Just something that is getting them away from any risk, get Patrick Mahomes away from his fiancée, as crap as it is when she's pregnant and probably needing them more than ever. If you want to play and get paid millions of dollars to be playing, there has to be a sacrifice somewhere. And that, that would be my solution to it without ranting on for another 10 minutes about it <laughs> that's what i would basically do is just shut down anything that can bring a virus in as much as possible and take it from there and you know still travel to seattle for your way game or new orleans for your way game or the opposition coming up to gillette or whatever mm. but not go on a plane um with a potentially COVID person, as in what we found out with Stefan Gilmore was. And yeah, that would be my thing. And anyway, what would you do? Not play the season. Yeah. Just wouldn't play it. There's no point. Look at, you know, women's soccer. Um, they called the season pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've, I just don't, I, I, I don't think you can reasonably do it. I think your F1 analogy was quite apt. And I think, you know, I would look at that too, or I'd look at the NBA or um, Bundesliga 
Uh, anything else? To I mean, you, I think it's, it's the logistics of it. F1 can do it because if you've kind of cut out all of you kind of break you know you, you get rid of all the non-essential um staff non-essential people anywhere near and you kind of have a skeleton crew broadcast team i mean a lot of f1's broadcast is, is done remotely which is quite handy then you have bare minimum reporters there as well or journalists mm-hmm. i mean per race you're looking at I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. But hypothetically, it's, it's less than a thousand people, or it's fifteen hundred people. You can pull that off. Whereas when you think of the logistics of an NFL team with a fifty-man mm-hmm. roster, um, you know, like it depends. You know, if we're looking at it on a game day, how many people are involved in that, and how many people that you do do you physically need to be there and the broadcasters and how many different broadcasters that there, there are and how many different journalists that they kind of need to have there. And, you know, even if you just look at it from a team organizational point of view, the amount of people, you know, you've got so many people that are involved that I just don't know, you know, you're, you're, you're probably looking at some, something very similar. I just don't think you could realistically do it. So my, my, my vote, personally would just be don't play the season there's you know there's some things that are actually bigger than than football um Mm. which is a controversial thing to say on a football podcast but i'm going to say it anyway um no it's it's fair enough i get i get your point it's a they were they were talking about that on pro football talk last night actually the only sort of comeback from that and it's it, it comes back to what we were speaking about um, is, and it's in relation to any sport that's currently ongoing, whether that's tennis, F1, golf, that's currently on my TV at the moment, whatever. Um, it's not just the actual team players and the people around them that's affected by it because, you know, Pat Mahomes has signed a multi-million dollar, 400-odd million dollar contract, whoever it is, and you've got X, Y, and Z on millions of dollars, and then they can go, even the opt-outs, the opt-outs got, what, 150 grand, just to say, thanks, but no thanks, I'm going to stay at home. Your 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 secretaries, your, um, you know, even the, if, Maybe not Tony Romo. Tony Romo is a bad example, but you know yeah. most of the the broadcasters and journalists and things, um, even the guys at um, Patriots Unfiltered, they can't be on mega bucks. They rely. There's so many people that then rely on that sport. Exactly yourself. If they go and cancel F1, <laughs> what do you do? You you've you've got to get paid, and to get paid, you've got to mm. provide the sport. So, I think it really hammers home just how much sport is an economy. You know, I think a lot of yeah. people, you know, sport detractors, if you will, probably like, oh, you know, it's whatever, just go a year without. But no, I mean, you're you're completely right. Um, I mean, they were speaking. I, about... I'm just talking about it, like like I don't play for the NFL and I don't have any ties to to sport, and my mortgage isn't linked to, <laughs> to sport either. But, yeah, but no, no, oh, but you are right. There were um, I was listening on the radio going back to a, a more local source, the the BBC Scotland, and they were saying it's something like £1 billion is linked in football being played. And that's in Scotland, a, a country of 5 million people. It's something like £1 billion if you take into consideration all the, you know, the pints on match day before and after, 
the coffees and and shops before and after, even buying sweets and the public transport, mm. taxes, whatever it might be, lumped all together. That's one billion pounds in Scotland. So if you take that in America with 32 franchises, I mean, that's because they were speaking about no fans um, and, you know, the, the campaign now in this country and in England is to get fans in as quickly as possible because you can do it in socially distanced open-air stadiums um, like you're seeing in Dallas and Miami and places and um, Kansas is another one. That If you limit the numbers and do it safely, it can work. But at the same time, it, flip it all around. We put it out on our um, at Patch Chat UK on Twitter earlier on. Stefan Gilmer followed all protocols, but yet somehow he still ended up testing positive. Mm. So as much as we are Patch Chat, we are a football podcast, we talk about the Patriots every week. So sometimes, yeah, you've got to weigh up what is more important. Is it just call the season or play it as best you can and come up with a you know, percentage formula. I think they were talking about it. Um, it was 1985 or something, but that was based on, you know, right, we've had a player strike. We're just going to, or 1982 or whatever it was, but they had a player strike and then they came back and played half a season. This is looking like Titans aren't going to be playing a full season at this rate for what's mm-hmm. happening with them. Um, other teams, they, they, I mean, even as we talk, I've, they're still looking at whether the Patriots game is even going to go ahead this weekend. And if it does, they're only, if they're allowed back into the facility tomorrow, um, Friday, they will have one walkthrough. Not full practice, no nothing, one walkthrough. And I think last week, they, against the Chiefs, they had, was it two walkthroughs and no full practice? It's then, that's not a level playing field for anything. <laughs> No, and it, uh, I mean, my, my, um, I suppose I, I'm curious to see, you know, I don't know, let's say you're a small market team like the Jaguars or, or something. Um, I'm sure the NFL don't really mind that much if you're not re- really appearing on the schedule. But, you know, if you're the defending Super Bowl champions, 100%, example, that's why it happened last week. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's going to be, you know, how how long will the NFL kind of turn a blind eye to how many, you know, for the for the Patriots to be cancelled? Is it three players that they need? You know, will it suddenly go up depending on who the team is? It's going to be kind of interesting to watch. I mean, this is a season unlike any other, and I would be surprised if there was a season that was ever like it again because mm. it, it really is just such a step into the unknown, and I mean. You know, while we may be called Pets Chat, this is still something that is incredibly relevant and mm-hmm. you know still has a lot to play with yeah. the NFL season. I mean, I'm looking at something right now. This was dated from yesterday, I think it was. But new COVID cases in the past week, Vietnam 5, Taiwan 9, Yemen 10, Tennessee Titans 21, New Zealand 25, and the White House 34. It says a lot about America and its COVID protocols then, doesn't it? New Zealand, who were COVID-free just again for a second time about three, two, three weeks ago, um, have now got 25. But 
one team, and it was the same during the summer. Was it Florida Marlins? They had more COVID cases than like most countries in the world. Uh, yeah. At, at that time, it just, I think it was Florida Marlins or Miami that it just went right through um, for a spate of games and um, that they missed out on. But yeah, but um, bringing it back round, I suppose we. Gilly's out, as we know. So you've then got JC Jackson, JC McCourtney, um, more than adequate replacements. We've got some of the best safety um, cornerbacks in the league. That's why none of them was cut we were, um, when they trimmed the roster at the start of the season. Some of the best corners. They've got uh, um, you know, Kyle Duggar, one of is an emergent safety who seems to have come on leaps and bounds for coming from was it Division Two school it was he came from, and yeah. was almost mocked by everyone, as in, you know, made fun of, not mocked as in mock drafted at the position they they took him in. Um, everyone just went, huh? Who's this guy? Who's why have the Patriots drafted him? And look how good, look how well he's playing right now. And I I know I keep championing championing. Um, the the body Adonis the the blonde Messiah but he is going to be in for an absolute rip roaring game this week I think I think Chase Winovich comes on another brilliant game of um, my article for NFL Scotland for the game preview I've predicted uh, two plus sacks for him this weekend yeah I think you're over there you're over thank you um, they're going with their third string quarterback. As far as I'm aware, um, I noticed Drew Locke's on the injury report is limited practice. I don't think he's back in time for Sunday, so I think they'll go Brett Rippon again. And he wasn't ripping much last week, really, apart from maybe himself. Tim Patrick, though, I mean, he, he had a good game against the Jets, and the Jets ultimately really should have beat them. I mean, the defence were playing out their skin and getting pick sixes and everything, but uh, yeah, they just couldn't get it done. They, they, they let, but at the same time as they were picking off pick sixes and everything, I think it was 38 points or something ridiculous that they let a third this string is, quarterback get on them. Uh, I think Melvin Gordon the, was. I was just saying, like, this is the this is the offensive guru. This is Adam Gase. What are you talking about? This uh, is fraud. Yeah. Yeah, forward, forward, but forward. we've seen how good Tannehill has come, uh, become since leaving the man's mm. clutches, and we're seeing how good uh, or bad that Sam Darnold's performing for them over in uh, New York just now. But yeah, I just I think Chase Winovich will rip it up this week, um, have himself an absolute day there. And again, as I said at the at the start, the the Broncos have of they've got Chubb and. Um, Jewel as two decent uh, linemen to come at you. They've not come up against the the Patriots offensive seven. And Michael Onwenu uh, had an absolute ball in last week, and he's a he was a great pickup this year. I I'm not a big college person, so I don't know much of muchness when it comes to the draft players. But um, certainly, I didn't know much about him, and until he landed with us and. The way they've had to change that front seven last week with Ferenc coming in at centre because Andrews was out as well. 
they coped well against the Chiefs and it's shown that I got a team like the Broncos who are disarray at the moment, um, especially with all their defensive injuries across the, their front seven, then there's no reason why they they can can't keep them back and hopefully it, it helps settle Stidham into something that might become eventually, whether we get Cam on a, a bigger deal or not, I don't know, but uh, we were talking off air about Haskins and why he's been benched at the the Washington football team as they're being known these days. Um, you know, if need be, let's. That's why you were saying it. Um, I think it was off air um, about Stidham as to why he didn't start the game last week. Like, mm-hmm. see what the guy has got. He, he might have been. They were set, as far as I could see, they were saying it was because of mistakes. They were worried about mistakes against the Chiefs team that would absolutely rip you to shreds, which we saw in the last few minutes of the fourth quarter last week. But we didn't expect to win that game. So, and we didn't win the game. We went two and two, and through four weeks, you would have expected two and two to be the, the um, you know, what we've got for the season so far. So why don't you just let him go and see what he has? So I hope they let him go on Sunday. Um, to see what he's got, especially against a, a poorer Broncos team. Mm, and I think with with Stiddy and Hoyer, you've got to look at it. And this isn't me telling Bill what to do by any means. Um, but you know, <laughs> I am. <laughs> I th- you know, logic would dictate that you go with the one that's got the highest ceiling. We know we've seen mm-hmm. what Hoyer can do. He's done it for however many years now. Yeah, it's, it's all right, I guess. You know, sometimes. Um, whereas Stiddy is, is still very much a kind of, you know, is he a flash in the pan? Is he uh, Brady 2.0 late draft, uh, late round pick that is going to blossom into some all conquering phenom? You know, we we just don't know yet. And you know, as as as, as Haskins is, is finding out, I, I think it, it should almost be like a trial by fire. We've done it with. Um, Brissett and Garoppolo the, the year that um, Brady was um, banned from playing for the first four games, I think it was. And, you know, they, those guys kind of, you know, improved their draft stock quite a lot at, at the time because, you know, both of them were unknown quantities. God, those were the good days back when we had such a wealth of talent at quarterback. But, you know, to your point, I just think Stiddy should have started Um Hoyer was never really going to kind of go in there and set the world alight. You know, it, you want to see what, what you know, Stidham's got. So hopefully he gets the start um, and I'd be very surprised if he didn't after um, the Chiefs game. Uh, breaking news for you, Jake. Okay. The, the game has been moved from Sunday to Monday. What a shock. Sunday is the new Monday. Or Monday is the new Sunday, I should say. Um, per Mike Cliss, um, at, right. at Mike Cliss on Twitter, Broncos have been informed their game against New England will be moved from Sunday to Monday night per source. It will be early Monday night game. Um, at least that's not as bad for us. I mean, it's still a midnight start as it was this past week as well. Um, could have been worse. And the Bills game has been moved from Sunday to 6pm on Tuesday. Um, which then moves back the Bills-Chiefs game that was meant to be Thursday night football to the following Sunday. 
Um, I'm not gonna lie, I thought the breaking news was that uh, Stidham had COVID and no. <laughs> no, um, yeah, that's what the, the crack is with that one. Um, and Shelby Harris, who is a Broncos lineman by the looks of it, if I remember rightly, um, he has since tweeted saying, Why are we getting punished when we did nothing wrong? Pat's going to buy week next week, and we are stuck in a short week playing the Dolphins. Um, yeah, makes total sense. Yeah. COVID chat with Jacob, Matt. Um. <laughs> um, on COVID chat, actually, I'm just um, looking there. Evers, um, anyone who's not following her, please do so because she's a great follower. It's Doc Flynn. Um, she's been up to speed in all the COVID chat. I know it's dull. We've been through this for about seven months now. But um, especially in related to the Patriots and COVID in general, at Doc Flynn NFL. Um, follow her. She's she's a great follower for keeping up to date with things. Uh, her latest tweet is going through all the incubation period and stuff, and she's in favour of what we've been speaking about. That the Chiefs uh, game probably should never have been played because since then we've seen you know more positive tests for the Patriots since the Cam one, obviously. And yeah, she's a great follower. So if you if anyone listening isn't following her, it's at Doc Flynn. And she can thank me later. <laughs> Under the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hoping to get her on at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, regardless of that, she's a she's a great um, follow for all this things because she be obviously being a doctor, she goes in a lot more detail on the incubation periods and things. And she's been a staunch supporter of just basically going along the lines of what you were saying is kind of cancelling games. Um, rather than just postponing them on Mondays or Tuesdays because it's the timelines don't fit with postponing it means jack basically because mm. we can they can still catch it which they have done obviously because I only learned last night um, that Gilmore was actually on the plane with Cam and that's how he caught it pretty much. Well, that's what it seems like. He was a close contact that then caught it. But yeah, I think we're chatting. COVID, far too much. Let's be a bit more positive and dream of a great night's sleep on Sunday for um, Monday Night Football instead. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. At least I get to sit and watch Red Zone in peace again without having to worry about our score. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. We'll see. Um, we'll, we'll see if I can actually stay awake at that point. I was just lucky because um, I'm terrible for falling asleep. But if it was, say it was the Thursday night game, and it's a one twenty kickoff. I'll be sleeping by half past one. I'm, like, I'm awake. I'm awake. Sleeping. <laughs> I was just lucky that one of my mates was texting me for three quarters of the game. I eventually fell asleep um, halfway through a sentence on WhatsApp term. I think it was. Um, but talking about sleep, I think we've probably chatted enough and it's getting on past um, the unearthly hours at this point. Um, overall, what, 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 what are you thinking? Uh, Denver's a, an easy rollover game, we'll score loads of points, or what do you think? Um, I mean, who was it? Uh, I think it was Matt Castle. 
I think it was I think it was Matt Castle, but you know, don't quote me on that. I was reading an article that he wrote, uh, I think it's for ESPN, where he was basically explaining sort of Belichick's uh, one of Belichick's methods, and he he was saying that you know um, they basically cut up game film. It could be like the trashiest team ever, and they'd make the game film that they're studying during that week make them look amazing. And so it was like the, the the lesson is just that you know you can't underestimate anyone and mm-hmm. having played the game myself uh, again not an nfl level let's just don't get that out there now um, <laughs> but you know I, I i think i would i would not underestimate them simply because they have nothing to lose you know they're in a similar position to us from last week um you know it, between the two of us we weren't sort of sitting there kind of going yeah we're going to go into Kansas and we're going to absolutely roast them for 40 40 points um Mm -hmm. I think COVID is almost like this balancer between the two of us now you know if if, if we had a a full squad Cam is is under centre I'd feel quite confident but you know, I still don't know how I feel about Stidham. I'm still not sure, like, who's even going to be playing at this point. Because it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's Friday, but a lot can happen between now and, and, and Monday night. It's hard. It's, it's very hard. I think a lot can happen between the start of recording and the end of recording of a podcast, it seems. Tell me about, tell me about it. Look, if we go on the basis that it stays exactly as is right now, um, I think we've got a very good chance against them. I think they're very depleted. Their quarterback does not <laughs> fill me with much dread, if I'm honest. Um, I think I would say it'd be like a close game. It could be the Stidham coming out party potentially, or at least, you know, showing what he's got because this is a perfect opportunity for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Damien Harris hype train is, is, you know, it's already left the station, maybe. So, you know, yeah, let's go, let's go, with, let's go with the Patriots win, maybe like 28-13 or uh, some random icky score. Yeah. And that's close to what I've come up with. And, um, my preview for NFLScotland.com, I predicted Broncos 15, New England Patriots 33. Ooh. So that was close to what I was, um, along the lines I was thinking of. Uh, my surmise, um, I surmise that the Broncos will put up a fight, but ultimately the Patriots will win out. So I think it could almost end up being a mirror image of the game on Monday, that, mm. but the opposite way around. But, you know, it's just stodgy, sticky game until Stidham finds his groove, gets in the way of things, starts connecting with the receivers. Um, I'm on board your train. Choo-choo. Let's go. Let's go. Um, two touchdowns for um, Harris. Uh, he'll break his touchdown duck and get two touchdowns, two two sacks for Winovich. And ultimately, yeah, as I say, they win out after maybe a stodgy start, but they'll, they'll find their groove and start. Yeah. I think I've even maybe budgeted for a pick six in there or a good a good pick that takes him down the field for a fair bit as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another one in there. I'm gonna put a safety in. Okay. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it's gonna be a safety. And we'll see if that happens. But yeah. I, I could see the defence doing it too then. I, yeah. I don't you know or you know, get them into a nice goal line position. 
something could happen. You know, mm. very similar to the Raiders again. Oh well, we'll wait and see. And uh, not Sunday now. Um, as of recording, is uh, we have found out it is now Monday night football again this next week, which I guess gives us uh, it's less of a short week, I suppose. But um, and uh, as I was saying, the Titans has moved from um, Sunday to Tuesday, providing they start bringing back more negative tests to the facility and possibly not working out like a bunch of idiots in a high school playing field. Um, but yeah. <laughs> The the Patriots move to Monday night and it's another late one for us into Tuesday morning, I'm afraid, guys, as you um as you'll be well aware, we're kinda used to this by now at this time of year, but it's still a bit it sucks a little bit when you're expecting a, a bit of a an easy early night and a Sunday for work Monday and then it all all change and all all thing all bets are off when COVID's concerned, it seems. Um but yeah, apologies. We've gone on a little bit of a rant about COVID this evening, but it's I think it's prevalent this week with what's happened, and we just had mm. to cover it in as best we could in the style of Matt and Jake only can. So yeah, that's us for our preview of um, the Broncos game, guys. Um, catch up with you next week after the the Monday night football that will be. If you want to follow us, you can follow Jake at Jake Paul Design. You can follow myself at Matt Inkster or follow the pair of us. Um, you might notice a few changes over the next few days from Jake's wonderful graphic skills that he has um, starting this evening. At Pat's Chat UK, you'll find the, the podcast. Follow us both on, on there. Um, NFLScotland.com, you'll find my game previews and reviews. And rate, review and subscribe. Always, uh, always welcome to get more listeners and tell all your friends and word of mouth is good as any but Instagram is also at Pat's Chat uh, I actually figured out how to do a story in, uh, from Spotify to, with a link for you know the, the <laughs> review episode I was quite proud of myself I know it's probably a sad achievement but yeah so that's it uh, that's it at Pat's Chat for the Twitter and Instagram at Matt Ninkster at Jake Paul Design and we'll see you after Monday Night Football next week thanks guys speak to you soon Yeah.